0: You're listening to Look at My Records. This is episode 205, and I'm your host, Tom Gallo. Joey DeGroote and Kyle Wilkerson of Joy Cleaner return as my guests for this edition of the podcast. A lot has happened for this Bloomfield based power pop outfit since they last appeared on the show back in 2018. They scaled down from a trio to a duo released their second album you're so jaded back in 2019 and oh yeah they rocked pet shop for the look at my records 200th episode bash back in november more recently the band shared a compilation entitled spent flowers which collects assorted b-sides compilation tracks and a couple of never before released tunes from the band's first five years during our interview DeGroote and Wilkerson talked all about the new compilation, what they've been up to over the last two years, what's next for Joy Cleaner, and more. Plus, they picked some awesome records from R.E.M., David Bowie, and Charlie Bliss. We'll dive into our interview right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look at My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review. Like and subscribe on your platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the look of my records website where you can find reviews, premieres of new music, playlists and a whole lot more. Check it out at lookofmyrecords.com. Joey, I'm, you're in trouble.
1: Why? Oh, because I said it. Yeah, you're in <laughs> trouble. I immediately yeah. forgot the joke. This is, uh, yeah, this is Joey's trial. Man, my P's are going to be crazy because I don't have the pop filter like Kyle does.
0: That thing does good, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, all right. It makes it Put it to good. the test. That mic really needs a pop filter because one time I used it without the pop filter, and I noticed the plosives were explosive. I'm going to try to peg...
1: Back as many peas into yeah so <laughs> I was like so this damn, process
0: is possible I need the pop filter I need it so what's up joy cleaner hey howdy Kyle <laughs> Joey hey 2020 w- two. 2022 happy New yeah. year
1: yeah happy New year happy New year well what is it? January 8th. Yeah. Are we still According allowed to say that? Yeah, <laughs> it's say three days, not but <laughs> he's
0: not the, he doesn't make all the rules. So no, because I haven't
1: seen you in this new year yet.
0: Yeah. So. so, but I think I'd say happy new year until like mid to late January. Yeah. So I thought that was stupid that he said you can't say it after January. 7. He's not wrong.
1: He's not right every time. Uh, yeah. he's, he's sometimes
0: he's right. Not that time. Yeah, that was wrong sorry guys <laughs> he was wrong 100 so how are you 2022 gonna be a big year for joy cleaner
1: we're gonna hopefully i mean like we have plans that omicron ruined already so yeah. like let's see what happens
0: you're supposed to play a cool show with the ergs at brooklyn monarch
1: it sounded like it was gonna be cool we'll never find out if it actually
2: yeah. was i <laughs> but- it probably was well, i don't i don't want to make any promises but i i think it may be rescheduled
0: <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> we'll the ergs available they're working on that I, don't,
2: I, I think i think so i don't know
0: i only really am familiar with mike erg i'm Mikey not familiar erg. with any of, them. I with any of the other
2: ergs i, I just, just know I, jeff from being out in the west
0: yeah, there's another guy that was in the Ergs that I don't really realize was in the Ergs that I follow on Instagram, and he follows me too. I think it may be Jeff, Jeff Erg. That's not his real name. Yeah. The Erg family—they're all brothers, right? Yeah. Son just like the Ramones, of Frank. Speaking of son of Frank, er- Frank and Ma- uh, Maureen Erg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From Highland Park, New Jersey. Right. That is correct. <laughs> Raised in central Jersey, a real place. It is real. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. so but that was supposed to happen, I think, uh, December 30th. Uh, yeah, right? years ago. And unfortunately, I could not have predicted this surge would no. cancel so much shit. Because
1: Delta I, didn't really uh, like affect my life at all. So no, I didn't same. think Omicron would <laughs> matter, but it did.
2: I'm personally not surprised.
0: Yeah, I just didn't think we'd go through another round of cancellations and postponements of stuff. Until then, I booked two shows right when it was happening. And I was like, I think we should postpone this. Yeah, I'm glad we got to play a
2: few shows uh, in that weird in-between time between the uh, COVID phase one and... Omicron, there's few months that, you know, we could go out and do a few things here and there.
0: Did you get to play any outdoor shows in 2020? Cause
2: no, um, we did
1: not. Not 2020. We didn't play. We played one show in 2020, I think. Um, right
0: before. At, in the West,
2: in New, New Brunswick, like right before. It. Yeah, that was... I want to say March 7th. That was when uh, people should have known better by then. And yeah. it was very scary being there. I remember somebody brought Corona
1: uh, beer and I, and I made a joke about it. Yeah. So we already knew about it. Well, Also I-
2: that, that night we were driving to the venue and they never have soap in the bathroom. And I wasn't even thinking of COVID. Um, but I was like, Look, we're going to make a pit stop and buy soap for the bathroom. Just So i can wash my hands after taking a piss while we play this show and we're in standing in shop right trying to buy soap and there's no soap on the shelves already we're standing in line for like 45 minutes and then it was just a few days after that is when everything uh you know
1: you should bring soap to
2: every diy venue no Uh, yeah um we've played so many house shows and I don't know how these kids live with no soap in
1: their
0: yeah, bathroom. That's a deal breaker. Uh, yeah, no
2: soap, a... <laughs> no toilet paper, no
0: washcloths. Plenty of towels, tampons. I always know they have
1: like always have plenty of tampons, but no like nothing to wash your hands with. The bathroom door usually doesn't lock It's Yeah.
0: <laughs> if <you> there could... <laughs> is a door at all. Maybe they're just more resourceful with tampons. Maybe, maybe. Because they're absorbent. <laughs> so yeah, my phone fell. They're absorbent. So you could use a tampon to dry your hands after you wash your hands i'd assume i must i'd assume it could be i never tried there it. neither it, have it probably i probably worked
3: yeah but
2: I never. well leave it to us to be the unhip old guys at <laughs> yeah. the punk house who don't know to dry their hands with the tampon <laughs> yeah. after washing our hands with just water and no soap
0: yeah
1: did you ever go to uh christian Science reading room in in montclair yeah it, no. like, it was like a punk house that's uh, cool though. the um it's a cool, it's a, <laughs> Great, it's a cool name uh, it was kind of it was cool in a way but the uh <laughs> the bathroom that you were supposed to use was like the only way to go upstairs into the house was through this bathroom because the bathroom had two doors on it it was one door leading to the basement and one leading to the rest of the house Yeah, two so, doors <laughs> one on either
2: yeah. side of the toilet so
1: if you had to use the toilet you would like have people walking through while you were taking a piss So I would just pee outside there. Yeah,
0: that's what I would do. (laughs) Yeah, we played. (laughs) Absolutely, what I would played there
2: once our old band, um, and soft maybes. No, it was uh, when Joey and I were doing the Treble Arrows back in the day, which was uh, proto joy cleaner. Yeah, proto joy cleaner. But we were so we played at this uh, this house, this punk house, Christian Science reading room, with the bathroom door situation, and uh, I had brought my drum kit to the show, and uh, I was in a hurry to leave after the show, so I was like forget it I'll come back tomorrow so when I went to get pick up my drums I, I go in I'm in the kitchen uh, about to go to the basement and I noticed that uh, over the course of the previous night the show you know turned had turned into a party and gotten so out of control that both of the bathroom doors had gotten torn off the hinges and were just on the kitchen floor
0: nice wow uh,
2: So I feel bad
0: for those bathroom doors yeah they didn't think that would happen to them when that show started, that they'd wind up on the kitchen floor.
1: I can never live in a punk house. I never did. Yeah. And I'm past that phase. That Me my too. Life. Yeah. I,
2: like I lived at Cat Circus in Bloomfield for almost two months, and I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, that's not a long time to live <laughs> in a punk So I'm assuming, was... based on the length of time you lived there. There was not a functioning was... toilet. Well, that's... <laughs> Toilet is necessary for a living. There's no lease
2: involved since it was a punk house. Uh, I I admire the lifestyle. I wish I could do it, but.
1: I like privacy when I use the bathroom. Sorry if that makes me, like, a prude or
0: old fashioned. So prude. So. We were talking about, you know, 2020. 2021's Uh, over as well. You have been operating as a duo now for probably about well, two years. Now. Two years, All yeah. Two yeah. Years. I think yeah. you like scaled down to a duo, probably early 2020, right?
2: Uh, it was a- actually probably it had nothing to do with COVID. It was probably like end like of late 2019? 2019. Um, Justin, Justin Grabowski, uh, who was our drummer. In 2018 and 2019, left the band, and we, I kind of, I kind of always had it in my head that it would be fun to just play drums myself on some recordings. And then when COVID happened, we just figured there's no point in finding a drummer now. Yeah. We can't really play shows, and if we do make a record or record any songs, there's no point in having a, a third person. I'll just do it myself. So I've I, uh we re- we recorded a few songs just the two of us where I doubled down and played drums. Oh sick. Bass. So
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, although the last few songs. I don't know how many we've done like that. Maybe 3 or 4. I can't I can't remember. And we're going to do the whole next album that way. The next uh yeah, full so length.
0: 2020 you put out two singles, Nervous Per, Drive Away From Me, and now this New compilation, spent flowers has a couple new songs. The first song, "False Alarm," yeah, that a couple others has as not well. Not been released yet. "Fernette Bronca."
2: Yeah, that was a uh, that no was an old re- one. Recorded during the total health sessions and got left off the record.
0: So, did you re-record that? Did you do drums on that? No, then, that's or the your that's original the original drummer? recording with, yeah. uh, with with Corey playing on it. Cool. So, what's it like been laying down drums on these tracks? Do you like doing that? I
2: love. I love playing the drums. I haven't had a reason to play the drums in a while, so it's been refreshing. It's been uh, a a little bit of a challenge to get back in shape to be able to do it. But um, during the summer of 2020, we uh, were brave enough to go down to In the West in New Brunswick and record a handful of songs just for a laugh, um, which uh, Phil Connor from Glazer produced them. I played bass and drums, Joey did all the guitar, and we just one day just recorded three songs just, just for a laugh. Some of those came out on different various artists' compilations, but uh, all three will be on Spent Flowers.
0: Yeah, you have a couple of compilation tracks on Spent Flowers, Selling the Mood, which appeared on the Ghosting rec- Ghosty Recordings. Halloween comp and then also Halcyon Park, a, a little acu- kind of like acoustic. Oh, that, did it. yeah, that was our, yeah, uh, that, that was, was b-
1: the true quarantine number. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a
0: beautiful track. Beautiful track. Thank
1: you. Kyle pretty much wrote the whole thing, but that's when we did on, um, we recorded that like April 2020. Uh, I think was the theme of that. Of that compilation, like, uh,
2: songs recorded in quarantine? Yeah, yes. it was the Shred yeah. City Presents. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Tom. actually, Tom, you uh, got me hip to that guy putting that comp together, yeah. so thank you Anytime, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, uh, man, looking back on it, uh, I was looking at when we were talking about recording that song, and it did not take long for labels and bands to start putting together the quarantine compilations. Yeah. And uh, there's some interesting stuff that came out on some mm-hmm. of them. But when I, I wanted to do one just to get a song out, but I I figured uh, we would maybe draw the line at writing lyrics about yeah. <laughs> COVID and quarantine. I didn't want to r- write it top uh, you know a topical song. Figured you know any a song any song that we write right now <laughs> counts. So yeah. we, uh, wrote, we, we wrote that by sending voice memos back and forth. Joey did all the guitars, recorded, okay. uh, I guess, on GarageBand. Um, it, it's a mix of GarageBand and on my, on my
1: phone, on my yeah, iPhone. And, and then, then he sent those all the you, and then he did the vocals. And,
2: yeah, I just yeah. sang into my voice memos on my phone. And then sent it back to Joey to record the vocal harmonies. And then we sent the whole thing to Phil at In The West. And he mixed it for us.
1: That it.
0: sounds really good for just voice memo. I'm always amazed. Vocals. How, like, like yeah. that's, on, that's on the um, record
1: that we gave you. And I was listening to it before. And I'm always like, this sounds surprisingly good. Considering it was just recorded yeah. on, my,
2: on my iPhone microphone. Yeah. I wasn't sure how it was going to come out. Um, we recorded it in the most difficult way possible. Like, I didn't. I could have, I didn't have a computer at that time, but I could have borrowed one of my roommate's computers to use GarageBand, but I was just straight up listening to the guitar track and singing. So when we sent it to Phil, I guess he probably had the most difficult job of all to put all these tracks together that weren't like locked into a click track or anything because it was just literally iPhone voice memos.
0: So did you, like, when you heard that, you were like, this is the take. I just want to roll with this, you know? type of thing I
2: think uh, as far as my lead vocals I recorded a bunch and just sent them to Phil and I just said whatever Whatever if you can make a song out of all these that would be great and if you can't then (laughs) we failed this
0: experiment nice you succeeded in the experiment successful experiment so for the next pandemic you could just use
2: the same formula again I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to recording another song like that. Yeah, But I do own a MacBook now, so I would just use GarageBand <laughs> this time. Yeah. That's our only song without drums, I think.
0: So Spent Flowers. It's a compilation, collects like we've been talking about, these tracks from other compilations. There's a demo, it sounds like, of Poisoned, a yeah. track that uh, appears on your first record, Total Hell. There's new songs here. It's a great kind of smorgasbord of the first five-ish years of Joy Cleaner. But how'd you? Why'd you want to release a compilation uh, at this point in time of this? A compilation like this. I mean, I feel like we're like
1: old school indie dweebs. I feel like that's the second time yeah, I've used that since I've I been in that your house. Term, I'm going to use it off that. mic earlier, but because um, I mean, that's not something that I feel like bands do anymore. But You know, back in the back in the day, like Hat Full of Hollow by the Smiths is one of my favorite albums. And it's like that's they basically did the, you know, a similar thing, just kind of, you know, compiled a bunch of uh, random stuff that wasn't on their first album. And I always wanted to do something similar like that.
2: Yeah, I've always been a fan of that format, like uh, our label Jigsaw Records, they a massive percentage of their catalog is that type of album, just compilations of bands that never that didn't last long enough to record a full album or just um compilations of just bands singles and stuff and there's so many like in the indie pop world there that's like a thing that bands do like i i love um like the lucksmiths and boy racer are bands that uh, have uh multiple singles compilations that kind of thing so Yeah, we figured we would uh, try our hand at it. We had all, we've been, you know, sitting on some of these songs and figured it was time to put them all together. 2020 seemed like a good place to draw the line.
0: Yeah. How about the fact that this is something that I was thinking about when I was listening to it. There are new songs here, but you're also working on a new LP. Why not group those new songs into your next record? Why instead put them out on this compilation
1: um well i feel like we just recorded some stuff that uh we just wanted to put something out yeah so that's why we uh would go to in the west and record like three songs so we just wanted to put something out there but i feel like we have a very specific idea for our next album yeah yeah so these uh Don't didn't fit d- that. didn't really fit into that like we're uh yeah we're we're writing um our next album right now it's, it fits into a very specific sound so if we write a song that doesn't fit into that sound you know then we're gonna we just record it like go you know go to phil and or uh our buddy josh just record it one day and
2: put it somewhere yeah we don't uh we don't really have a filter we don't throw out songs we pretty much record everything we write yeah and if it fits on the album we're working on great if not it'll uh it'll get scraped up, up somewhere onto else a yeah compilation compilation nice. somewhere down the line
0: yeah, the other thing I really liked about this compilation from listening to it, I think when I think back of other similar compilations, they're kind of done sequentially. This wasn't sequenced. I mean, it's they're sequenced chronologically. This wasn't sequenced chronologically, yeah, originally, which I thought was really
2: cool. We wanted know? to do it that way. I was dead set on doing it chronologically <laughs> because I, I I just think that makes more sense as a document just like you know it starts here and ends here but it didn't really sound when we when we put it together it didn't really sound that good that way so we sent it to chris at jigsaw and he sat down with it for a while and came up with a sequence that i think joey and i had adjusted very slightly um but then I, I i had to come around to it but I, I think it works out better this way you know you want to have strong side openers and uh yeah it's it's i think it's more important overall to have a, a record that sounds good
0: yeah because it's cool it starts out with a new track false yeah. alarm that's a new track that's a new one that's a new one people
2: well it's yeah kind new, newish new. we recorded it in yeah. 2020 but as in, in terms of having been released
1: oh god was that 2020
2: yeah it's been so <laughs> i
1: time means nothing
2: to me anymore like, yeah i can't believe day-to-day it day-to-day existence is arbitrary
3: <laughs>
0: and putting the compilation together did you guys get a chance to really reflect on how the band has grown over the last five years you know listening to some of the early songs that are on this compilation specifically the two early ones please know half steppin and townies you know you can really hear the evolution of your sound what comes to mind when you kind of reflect on the last five years of this band and specifically when you listen to those first two songs compared to where you're at now they're definitely punkier
1: yeah but um because those songs uh like we mentioned before we were in a band called the treble arrows before joy cleaner that was just me on guitar and kyle on drums and those early songs were like leftovers from uh from that band like they were written uh while we were in that band so they definitely were like more raw and punky and then we
2: when we started to start joy cleaner we kind of fleshed them out a little. So that's definitely like the bridge
3: there between
1: those two bands.
2: We were working on writing the second Treble Arrows album and then after a certain point uh, a switch flipped and we were like, why are we doing this? We should be a full band with guitar, bass, and drums. And I decided I didn't want to play drums so I switched to bass and we found a drummer. But we hung on to a couple of those songs that we had written and those turned into the first joy cleaner songs
0: so what was trump tell me a little because i'm not familiar <laughs> it's, with it's, it's, not oh, it's worth being it's familiar so <laughs> with
1: <laughs> like intentionally dumb and trashy it was like uh you know a, a long time ago kyle and i were in another band called make out vertigo and while we were waiting for the other members to show up to practice we would just like uh play like out kyle would get on drums and i would get on guitar and we would just kind of jam to whatever like random cover songs we could think of we would
2: uh yeah we would do this to amuse ourselves and i don't even know how we started doing it but we would joey would just play like an iron maiden riff but we would play we would attempt to play iron maiden songs from memory but play them in the style of rem (laughs) if, (laughs) if that makes sense and we would just do that to make each other laugh and then um make out vertigo broke up and we were like let's just do treble errors just it can just be the two of us we can write all these stupid short songs and uh we just did we did that for a while but then it was kind of like there's it was it was fun but didn't sound that good there i i really wanted to just uh focus more on the songwriting and put out records that weren't a joke yeah
1: because that band we would literally write a song and record it within like an hour you know that was kind of our our mindset no quality control uh and the the idea behind joy cleaner was like hey what if the songs were good like (laughs) like what if we said that a little bit
0: joy cleaner songs sound very like (laughs) deliberate and poured over you know like searching for what's hooky and catchy
2: we'd, we'd never uh tried that before you know we're both lifelong appreciators of the craft of songwriting but when it i think when it came to all the bands that we had been in together it was more of a uh fucking around yeah more of of like a quantity over quality type of thing like let's just have fun and be
1: stupid i think the first treble album the only treble album had 20 songs on it at least 20 songs and i think 25 minutes it was a very gbv kind of thing yeah so dumb it's based it was based on an episode of um america's funniest home Videos. yeah we
2: would sit in my parents basement and watch america's funniest home videos and then we when we were uh had this idea for this band we were like what if we made an album where every song was based on a clip from america's funniest home videos and that's why if you listen to the album and i'm not recommending that you do that's why all of the songs are about uh, crashing on roller skates or <laughs> sitting in a chair and it breaks <laughs> or
0: <laughs> scaring a dog. <laughs> all motifs of that classic, classic so television So we just program. figured there
2: weren't enough bands really dabbling in that uh, subject matter and that somebody needed to uh, shine some light on these issues of, you know, somebody ruining a barbecue. Yeah.
0: Glad you filled that niche and it's there for the history books, for sure. We should probably take that off the internet. I don't uh, <laughs> feel
2: good about its existence. It's
0: all good. How about you know? I've been from listening to Joy Cleaner songs for a very long time now. I'm a big fan of the band. You both seem to clearly have you know songs that are Joey's, songs that are Kyle's. Kyle sings some songs, Joey sings some songs. How's your approach to songwriting as far as the collaboration between the two of you changed since this project started? Is it more collaborative now or?
2: I don't know if it's changed necessarily. I feel like we write the same way we have always written. Yeah we kind of we both write songs but it's kind of all over the place. There will be songs that I write all the whole song you know chords, lyrics, melody and there will be songs that Joey writes whole thing chords lyrics melody and then there are plenty of songs that we write together There's sometimes we haven't really done it in a while because of covid but there are songs that you know we write in the room we will be at practice and somebody will just start playing a riff or a chord and somebody else will be like hey that sounds great keep playing that and then it'll turn into a song or like i'll have i've got this great verse but i'm stuck on a chorus so it's kind of like we're all o- over the place in that way. There are a lot of different combinations between the two of us. But I think my main goal for being in a song that has multiple lead singers and songwriters is to kind of like... Um, I don't want there to be like, you know, these are Kyle songs or these are Joey songs. Yeah. It's kind of like... I-, I like it to be more unified. Like, you know, if you listen to They Might Be Giants, for example, it's like you're not going to here they might be giant song and be like, "Oh, that's a classic Flansburgh tune." <laughs> it's kind of like excellent now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of like to make sure. Um, I like. I, I there's definitely differences between a Joey song and a Kyle song, but we also make sure to put in a lot of vocal harmonies and stuff. Yeah, oh and yeah, totally. By the time everything gets filtered through everyone, it's. Uh, I I think uh, I think we've done an okay job at having joy cleaner songs more than kyle songs and
0: joey songs totally i feel that and
1: we don't ever have to argue about like how many songs i sing or you sing i feel like you hear stories about like who'osker-doo or the pixies it's like <laughs> yeah. you know like Kim deal wants to get more songs on the on the album but they're they they do not let her you know but like we never it's always naturally come down to 50 50 with us yeah. more or less
2: yeah we yeah we rarely have to make an effort to make it 50 50. I think on total hell i sang lead on more songs but we kind of but then on the on the tape on the single, we I sang both songs. So yeah, it, it evened out. That's true. Like and regardless of who wrote the songs or sings lead on them, we split all the publishing royalties 50-50. So that's a that's a way that we both stay happy. Cool. Can't rake it in those pennies.
0: Hell. Yeah. <laughs> so this compilation is out now. Great collection of assorted joy cleaner tracks from the last five years but you're working on your third LP that'll have new songs you alluded to you're kind of going for something specific with it you know you don't have to share any secrets but what do you think people can expect from Uh, a sequel to our america's
2: funniest home videos album
0: (laughs) good
1: yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't know if we're taking a different approach to songwriting, but like we kind of uh, the ideas behind this is we want to kind of like trim the fat. We don't want to have any um, no, no quieter songs, no slow songs. We want it all be like basically like a Ramones album. Your, your shirt set. keeps reminding me, you know, just like all kind of like upbeat. Um, we're going to give that a shot and see how that uh, how that sounds, how that feels.
0: Anything in particular inspire that for you guys?
2: Um, I think just kind of when we play live and pick out what songs we're going to play we kind of gravitate yeah. towards the more energetic songs not so much the ballad so I think it would just be fun to have a full album of just kind of like uh, you know it's just up the whole time like I, I don't know I don't want to make any promises for the next record because yeah. we're not even done writing it and we, we might start to record it and realize that this is a terrible <laughs> idea but that's the plan for yeah, now gotcha gotcha
0: yeah, because your live shows are definitely fun and exciting.
2: Don't get me wrong, I like to play the slower songs live, but um, but
1: lately, like the last few times you've seen us, yeah, we've been playing with Phil from Glazer on drums. He and can he's, rip. Yeah, he has been yeah. uh, really pushing us to do only the fun songs. Like, cause we, you know, we'll pl- we know how to play all of our songs, but we're like, Phil, what songs do you want to play? And he always chooses the the Fun upbeat ones, yeah. He's he's, like It's just uh, more, it's just like a better show, so, yeah.
2: It, yeah. Ma- it makes sense. Um, yeah, Phil's doing us a big favor by uh filling in on drums here and there when we do get a show, so we'll uh we'll let him get first dibs on the set list. Yeah,
0: I gotta give a big shout out to Phil because when Joy Cleaner played two great shows recently in Jersey City, one in Christina Acevedo's basement, and one in At Pet Shop, and uh, Phil brought his drums both fucking times, which was huge, (laughs) which was huge Uh, help for everybody. Yeah, know, that was really huge. You know,
2: not just for bringing the drums, but playing a lot of. Yeah, I mean, but I I was going to say a lot of uh, venues and bands even don't like have a decent drum kit or PA. So just to have like good gear and you know have the show sound good uh that's not something that happens every time at DIY shows so it's nice to have someone uh on our team who's got a who's got a good ear and is patient and savvy enough to uh you know if he's gonna play music it's gonna sound good he's a savvy channel yeah, sure. he built a skee-ball table at In the West. <laughs> <laughs> from scratch. Is that done? Yeah. Oh, cool. Did he smooth? <laughs>
0: he had to probably smooth and laminate did, the wood yeah, and shit. It, it
2: dings and lights up when you get a Damn, ball in a go hole. Play.
0: I really want to go play. I was talking with Pooja one time. One time we were we were just talking about this like yesterday. One time I was at the skee-ball place in Williamsburg that has like mad skee-ball uh, games or whatever you call them. And I was drunk and I threw like three 100s in a row. And I was like,
1: wow,
0: I can't believe I did
1: that. Is that called a turkey in ski ball? I know I it's in bowling. Yeah,
0: that's bowling. But I think in ski ball, it's just, hey, fuck yeah. That's really <laughs> cool that you did that. It's not a the common little hole, enough you know? occurrence for it to have <laughs> a was such a risk too, because you don't hit it. You're down to 10, you know, because yeah. it's off it's to the it's top, top left and right. Yeah. And those three times I didn't, I just racked it three 100s. I'm still impressed with myself that I was able to do that. Yeah. So, big things happening for Joy Cleaner. That's great, yeah, this hope, compilation. Yeah,
2: I hope this year's a little less quiet than last year. Although, we got a couple of good shows in, in 2021, but we'll see what happens. I kind of just want to focus on writing more songs.
0: What was it like? What was the first show you played since 2020? And well, what was that like? What do you remember about it?
1: What was the, the brewery? called? Oh, it's like... Oh, in, yeah. We played in in at 18th
2: Ward Brewery.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. That was there. That was a great show. Yeah, that was a, yeah. that was fun. That was it rained a show. lot that day. Yeah,
2: we were told <laughs> that we had to perform acoustic, which is not something that we tend to do, but we can do it. So we prepared our set that way. Because... Um, The shows were outside and there are Apartments nearby and I guess the neighbors Complain about the noise so we were like great fine We'll figure out an acoustic set It's going to be great so we did that And then it uh, was cold And rainy so they moved the show inside And all the other bands were maximum Volume We did our thing acoustic and it was kind of refreshing To do it that way because we don't often get a chance To uh, You know Yeah, We played a different set of songs than we normally do It
0: sounded good it was a fun show i remember it being very cold that day Uh,
2: i was very i was i was scared even though people were starting to get vaccinated by that point i think i was a couple (laughs) months into having the first two doses but just like that feeling of being out in a crowded bar and playing a show for the first time in a while was really uh but the front door was open that made it that made it okay the it also front made it very cold, door but, uh, was open, and, and we survived. So yeah, we got falafels after. We did. That was fun. That oh, was yeah. fun. That was and good. then <laughs> we're running around in the rain trying to find the place.
0: <laughs> and then we, I remember. Oh man, we, that was like quite the night for for me. We, we went to Janone <laughs> and Andrew and Zach. Yeah, and Joe and I went
2: back to my place and we watched. Smart move. Uh, we watched the cinematic masterpiece, uh, Veronica. Nice. Oh, that was by that night. Glenn Danzig. God.
0: <laughs> what a movie. Beautiful. It was not beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. So that's cool. So, do you, any of both of you, have a favorite track on the compilation? I mean, I got to say, you know, Easter Tuesday for a non-album track. Out of all the tracks you've released in the last five years, that didn't appear on any of your two records, that's like a that's a hit song. You yes, know, I, I that's a that's total a, hit song.
2: That's a hit for us. That was in heavy rotation on WF. Yeah, yeah a it was. Of years it got it got, when got it, played a when lot. It came
0: out. Um, you made a great music video for it. too. Yeah, very was, simple people eating day. breakfast in your house in Bloomfield. Yeah and you guys playing adjacent to them
1: um i think that's my favorite song I yeah i'm trying to think of the track listing but that's the probably the poison demo song. sound
0: cool yeah cool strip down so, demo. yeah of that's
2: um that that is the original version of poison we uh, recorded that um with our friend andy reimer who used to work with us at this guitar store, Richie's, and he had a little portable recording setup. So he came over to my old house in Bloomfield and recorded us in the basement. And that was uh, one. Poison was one of the first songs. And the original plan was for that to go on a a six-way split seven inch (laughs) with (laughs) Spouter, Young Legs, uh... I think the rest of the bands that were supposed to be on there don't exist anymore. Nice. but It all fell apart. Uh, I had the I had we had all the songs for it. I we went down to In the West to have it mastered by Nick at Holy Tapes when he was still working out of In the West, and it was the kind of thing where uh, I had this big idea, but I didn't have any money at that time, and so all the bands were going to pitch in. To get this record pressed and then one of the bands didn't at the last minute and it was too much for me to cover myself and then the whole thing kind of just fell apart so that was that was where Poisoned was originally supposed to go and then when we were working on Total Hell we were like what if we recorded this song and put it on the album and then we kind of forgot about that original recording I wasn't even sure if I still had it on a hard
0: drive yeah it was in the annals of a external hard drive uh,
1: six and a half ended up going on that split. But, yeah. And which yeah. I just Plexi remembered disc, that that's yeah. a, another one of my favorite songs because I yeah. feel like that's been forgotten by uh, like us kind of. Um, cause that's a, that's actually one that we wrote for, uh, for treble arrows. That was like a very, very old one, but we kind of have not played that in a while. So it was
2: nice to hear it on this, on this record. Yeah.
1: And, and the, yeah,
0: you, you haven't played that in a while. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah there's, um, Josh Evanson, who recorded that song and both of our full length albums did. uh, He uh, remixed some of the tracks a little bit. So I I think that new mix on six, six point five, six and a half, whatever you want to call it, combined with the uh, Nick Bolton's new master of it. I I think that I think it sounds so much better now. Not that it sounded bad, but yeah, that's my favorite song on the record. Hell yeah. Six point five, baby.
0: How about. So you, you were supposed to play a show on December 30th. You know, it would have been about a month before this compilation came out. You may play some shows in February. It could you, happen. you looking to tailor your set list to the compilation a little bit? Maybe dig out some deep cuts like 6.5?
2: Yeah, we were going to play that song in particular at this Erg's show because that's kind of like our most pop punk adjacent song. <laughs> we figured that would be yeah. a fun one to bust out. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That would be I would like to put that song back in the set list for the first time in years. Um, I think we were already planning Selling the Mood um, in our
1: in our set yeah. and, and some other and some other ones yeah. too. Um, uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to bust out uh, some of these in our in our shows this year.
0: Alright, so we've been talking for like forty minutes, so the three of us are gonna shut up and you're all gonna hear some joy cleaner shut songs up. now. From their brand new compilation, Spent Flowers. It's out now on Jigsaw Records. Everyone, we're going to play a new song, an oldie, and then like a kind of oldie. Like an in-between, a song from in-between oldie and newbie. We got False Alarm. That's a new Never before release song. We're, we're covering all the bases of all, all our different drummers. <laughs> yeah. False alarm with Kyle on drums. 6.5, which originally appeared on your 2017 Flexi Disc. Split with Spouter, and that has original drummer Corey on the drums. And then Easter Tuesday with Justin Grabowski on The drums, Uh, and we'll be back. we're back everyone we heard False Alarm 6.5 and Easter Tuesday the last two appear on two different Joy Cleaner releases from over the years 6.5 appears on the split with Spouter it's a flexi disc split Uh, Easter Tuesday appears on the cassette single that you released in 2018 everyone There's also two other songs on the the compilation that appear on that cassette single. Car Crashing Through the Door and Life is a Service Road. Ain't it? Ain't it? uh, Ain't it true? Just just
2: like the song says.
0: And then False Alarm was the song we heard first in that three-song set. It's also the first song on Spent Flowers. Go to jigsaw-records.com it's out on vinyl it'll be available at some point everywhere streaming everywhere now let's get those royalties rolling in yeah kyle we were talking about how much we like title more than spotify yeah i just uh,
2: switched to title i've had it for a few days i I like it i think spotify is more user friendly definitely but uh title sounds good like it's a definitely a noticeable difference in sound quality i agree
0: um Title needs to work on their search functionality. Yeah, I'd say. I don't
2: like having to type in the entire band name and then still search for it like Spotify. I mean, I guess Spotify exploits emotional data so they know what I'm searching for before I search for it. So maybe there's something to be said for Title not, know, not being able to guess I what I I think also want.
0: Title, similar to Discogs if you, your search term is spelled incorrectly yeah, they're like, I'm oh, dumb, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. If it's like Beatles, B E E T L E S, they're like, what? I'm like, no, you know. Or it's like, you spell it wrong.
2: Sorry, we don't have any R E N albums on Tidal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or R E M with no
3: periods in it. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't, I've I've
2: yet to guess how Tidal would want me to spell R E M, so I just won't listen to it. Yeah. (laughs) I I just won't listen to them in a digital
0: format anymore. (laughs) Save myself
2: the
1: embarrassment.
0: But yeah, I love Tidal too. But, but uh, I still have Spotify, which is annoying just for playlisting and stuff. I wish we could switch completely yeah. to Tidal. Yeah,
2: yeah, no one uses Tidal, though.
0: I know. It's, but everybody uh, should.
2: It, yeah, it's like it's common knowledge that Spotify doesn't pay artists very much. But um, looking, I was looking through our ASCAP sales reports, and it's crazy how much more Tidal pays yeah. songwriting royalties and publishing royalties like why wouldn't spotify be able to do that
0: yeah i agree 100 but everybody get title right? yeah as, as far as
2: i know title isn't investing millions of dollars into military ai
0: so yeah they that's get points good. for that too that's good we don't need any more military ai spotify i listen to apple music Yes, that's
1: good. <laughs> I mean, Apple Music they uh, pay more. The they, ma- they sure. pay more, but um, I, mo- ma- I mainly use it because you can um, upload your own music to it. Because like easily, um, yeah. yeah. Like I listen to like Joanna Newsom one of my favorite artists, but she's not like I don't know if she still is, but at one point she wasn't available on streaming. So I would just you know upload my Joanna yeah, Newsom yeah. files, and then it would be in my in my library, no problem. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify. Yeah, I don't think
0: you so. can. Yeah, you can. No, no. You Mm -hmm. can't do that on Spotify.
2: Yeah, Joey's Joey's personal Apple Music account is the only place you can hear annoying customer in 2022. (laughs)
0: Nice.
2: The best band from New Jersey. Yes, that's correct.
0: Awesome. All right, so the two of you combined picked three albums. We're going to talk about them and play them. Kyle, let's start with you. You picked R.E.M.'s 1991 album, Out of Time. I did. Um,
2: I I don't like this album I don't think it's particularly good But it's got Near Wild Heaven Which is my favorite yeah, R.E.M. song It's a really song.
0: good song It's got
2: It has it's moments Shiny Happy People Me and Honey is great. Me and Honey is, is great Near Wild Heaven is my favorite R.E.M. song. The rest of the album can pretty much.
1: Well, Losing My Religion. I mean, it's like it's overplayed, but it's like, you know, it's 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 obviously great. But there's some embarrassing shit on the radio
2: song is (laughs) maybe the most embarrassing song ever created by. uh...
0: Country Feedback's an interesting song. Yeah,
2: that's a weird one.
0: Uh, Losing My Religion, I think R.E.M.'s highest charting song ever. I I think it reached number number four. four. Yeah. Boom! And
2: uh, for for all the numerologists out there, if you uh, if you were to take all the uh, all the notes that Michael Stipe sings, the lead vocal melody, there are only four notes.
0: Oh shit! Nice.
2: Over the course of the whole song, not counting like the harmonies and backing vocals and stuff, but that lead vocal melody, that's only four notes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, Neil Riley Heaven
0: yeah, yeah. definitely top five yeah on the mike mills baby i love mike mills it's, it's, it's cool because mike mills will pop in at random stuff from time to time like i saw robin hitchcock once and he said it was a small share it's like and here's mike mills joining me for a song i'm like wow that's pretty cool and it was mike mills of rem
2: uh, i'd like to think that maybe someday mike mills might join us because he's got nothing better to do for a, a night He's a great
0: seems like a great guy. He's definitely a great musician.
1: Yeah, a great singer, a great bassist. And like he seems like the kind of guy who can like even though he is wildly successful in music, it's like he can walk down the street without really being recognized. Totally. So he's got it like the perfect amount of fame.
0: I was like thinking I've been thinking about that a lot over the last couple of years. We're at a point where There were these bands, R.E.M. at one point, you could probably argue were the biggest band in the world at one point. Yeah, probably in, like, 91, they were the biggest band ever. Huge, huge band playing, like, football stadiums and stuff across Europe and the United States. And now it's like, you know, they're not really that famous anymore. Like, Michael Stipe's the
1: only one people recognize, really. And then Bill Berry's a farmer now. So he he, he made the right decision.
0: Bill Berry's kind (laughs) of like... Reminds me of Jimmy Carter, like retreated to Georgia. <laughs> after... He did reverse Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah. like Jimmy Carter started as a farmer and yeah. got famous. And then went back to Georgia yeah. and he did the reverse Jimmy Carter. Yeah. A lot to think about with REM because one time you're like this massive celebrity. Everybody wants to talk to you. And kind of just living a sort of normal life. Yeah. You know? Well,
2: I hope they know that they would still get hassled by lunatics like us. If yeah. We ever totally. Ran into them yeah. On the street.
0: Yeah. If we saw, if I saw, if I saw Peter Buck, I'd be, hey, dude, you're Peter Buck, man. Yeah, we were like in... indie dweebs. Indie dweebs <laughs> worship you, <laughs> yeah. Peter Buck. The third use of indie dweebs. You today. were going to tell an Athens story.
2: I think yeah, I was going to. Yeah, too. I was. You I was. First. I was going to just set it up. <laughs> we were in Athens a couple of years ago to play Athens, Athens podcast, Pop Fest. Fest, and we did the uh, REM sightseeing tour. Oh yeah, we went to the record store where they where they met. We went to the Automatic for the People restaurant. We went to the church where they first played.
1: Yeah, that church yeah.
0: is now abandoned, yeah. right, or something? Yeah. It's
2: barely a church. We saw yeah. the bridge on the back cover of Murmur. Yeah. Um, unrelated cool. to REM, but when we were in Wook Street Records, I, we were in line and I was trying to sell them copies of Total Hell, which was our most recent album at the time, and uh, they didn't want to take it, so I was... Uh, I was basically begging them to take a copy or two of Total Hell to sell in their store and then I noticed that standing behind me in line was Bob Pollard. <laughs> and I was like, really That's have awesome. to embarrass me like that in front of him. And then I finally just basically basically they the guy at the counter was like, All right, we got it. We got other customers to take care of. And I was like, All right, just take this one copy. And he was like, Fine. And then I was getting out of the way and I tripped over a brick on the floor right in front of Bob Pollard. It was the, the most embarrassing morning of my life.
0: He was probably blackout drunk. So oh, I, I, I
2: talked
1: to him. We're really hungover. Yeah, because it was I, the, yeah, the night after the show. Too. And he was like, I talked to him because I'm like, Well, when am I ever going to be this close to Bob Pollard? He's like, Hey, man, it was a great show last night. he was clearly like, You know, hungover like he probably is every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, at least we
2: were cool enough to not be like, "Excuse me, we performed last night too." (laughs) I just said, "Hey, man, that was great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh,
1: I hate meeting famous people because I never feel like it goes well.
0: Yeah. So, um, recently, I put on a show at Our Wicked Lady with my friend Nick, and it was the night before Halloween. So, a bunch of bands did you know cover sets so the headlining band was like this super group of um, people from Deerhoof and a bunch of other bands included uh, Yuka Honda and she is married to Nels Klein and so (laughs) we're getting their guest list spots from them and they're like so this is the three people we want on our guest list someone someone and they're like Nels Klein. We're like, whoa, Nels Klein is going to come through? And then he did come. He's really tall. And I met him backstage and I was just like, hey, I'm a really big fan. Nice to meet you. He's like, oh, thanks so much. I was like, you know, Wilco, all the stuff you did with Mike Watt was also awesome and stuff. And He's like, thanks, man. That means a lot. That was it. Yeah. That's kind of the way to
1: do it. But then no matter how smoothly it goes. I mean, for me anyway, I walk away being like, you idiot. <laughs> Why'd you say that?
2: I gotta I gotta say the I'm also not a fan of having to talk to celebrities, but the time we talked to the big brother from E. T., that was <laughs> that, that was good. Well that was mostly Matt. That was yeah. uh Matt Bernkoff, <laughs> formerly of the band Stinger. Just happened to uh the, the older brother from E.T. recognized my friend Matt, and they started talking, and then Joey <laughs> and the, I... The, that's how it worked. He recognized Matt. Yeah, Not the, the big brother from E.T. <laughs> I wish I knew the actor's name. I'm sorry. Uh, but he he noticed Matt, and he was like, Hey, weren't you at the GBH show in Asbury? And Matt was like, yeah. And then they hit it off, and then Joey and I showed up, and we were like, Oh, you guys are... You guys are hell. You huh? guys
0: are talking. The other time where I decided not to say hi to the indie rock celebs. We were in Toronto for New Year's Eve a couple years ago. And I guess the Sadie's do like a New Year's Eve show. They're from Toronto and they had one. And we, you know, have fun on New Year's Eve. We didn't go to the show, we were hanging out with friends and stuff. And then we're flying home Toronto has like a big airport and then that's like small airport right in the city. And, you know, you could fly out of like these really small planes to new, you know, back to Newark and JFK and stuff. So we flew out of there. So there's like only really one like waiting room. There's not like a lot of places you can board a plane and stuff. So we're there and only me and Pooja knew the two people, everyone else like didn't know Ira and Georgia they were there in the, <laughs> in the waiting room, waiting, I guess, to take the same flight back to Newark that we were. And Pooja was like, guys, these two people are here in a band that Tom really likes. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm not going to bother them. They're probably tired from like playing last night at the Sadie's thing. So I didn't say hi to them. And we took the same flight back to uh, Newark, too. So,
1: I've also not said hi to Ira Kaplan when I was in the same room as him (laughs) at Maxwell's. Like, he showed up and everyone was like, Ira Kaplan's here. Like, you've heard it kind of like everyone (laughs) Everyone, whispered throughout the
2: crowd. Be cool.
1: Yeah.
0: He's, you know, I've volunteered at Monty Hall a lot. They come through a lot. And I never, I should just be like, hey, let's be friends. I'm sure they're cool. Really nice people. I'm sure they're cool. But I was like, I wonder if at a certain point they're like, oh, yeah, that guy looks really familiar. He's here all the fucking time. And it's like, maybe we should just be friends, right? That's that's my new that's a three of our New Year's resolution, <laughs> become friends with Ira Kaplan and Georgia Public. I mean, you're it's Do more you likely like. that
1: you will because you're a, you live here. Yeah. Are they are they still in in Jersey no, City? No, they live
0: in I think Manhattan now. Oh, Damn, that's right. where? Man- <laughs> I'm Manhattan. That, huh? I'm never, it, fuck Manhattan. Manhattan. I've never. Fuck Manhattan. Yeah. Terrible borough. <laughs> So that was all relevant to the R.E.M. selection. <laughs> <Sure. anyway. laughs> now, Joey picked two. He picked Charlie Bliss. Guppy is the first one. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about why you picked this fun record. I think one time when I was in Midtown, I walked by the front person of this band. Oh, really? And I did a double take. I don't know her name or anything. I just know, hey, you're in that great band. And you're like the heart and soul of that great band. So I didn't say anything, but I did like a double check on like right on like 32nd Street, too, like an avenue away from MSG. So, like, really in like a horrible part of the city, too. I don't know
1: if a lot of people would like a lot of people stop her.
0: Yeah. You got to just get out of there, get in and out, (laughs) in and out. But I digress.
1: Um, I don't know if there's more that much to say about this. It's like if um, I think like two, a few years ago, I'm like I want to get into like uh, what's a band that I've heard about but I haven't actually listened to. I need to listen to something new, and I chose Charlie Bliss, and I heard that and I the uh, the Guppy album, their first album, and I and I loved it. I thought it was uh, excellent songwriting. I feel like there, there weren't a lot of bands from Brooklyn specifically who were like writing melodies like that. Um, so. Especially the song Western Mark, which is the one I I would like you to play. Uh, that song's got a yes, massive. I will hook. play it. Yeah, excellent song.
0: I will play it. Yeah, yeah. They kind of got a real nice '90s indie pop thing going on. Yeah, with a little sneer to it. You know, it's got like that. You know, li- just a little bit, just a little bit, not like a lot. And They just seem like, like they're having fun. Bit. They're, you know, yeah. Look at this back cover. They're just hanging out.
1: Too many bands seem like they do not want to be on stage, but like when I uh, see them watch their music videos, it's like these guys uh, enjoy hanging out with each other and they love playing music, you know? And that's uh, that's
0: infectious, you know?
1: I like that vibe.
0: Yeah, we're infected by yeah their fun, loving nature. Charlie Bliss, thanks. L- Released on Barus Gre- Barsa Records. I always pronounce that label. Just there's some label names that I just am never gonna pronounce right because in my mind I think it's one thing. This one I think it's Barusk, but it's Barsa. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. You also picked David Bowie. Low, January—a somber month for Bowie fans all over the world. Is the month he passed away, also the month he was born. So, oh yeah, yeah.
1: we were talking about that earlier because we can see the uh, from the your Bowie mural. Yeah, we can from... see the Bowie mural from your window here. Um, and I was just listening to that album last night. Uh, it's my favorite Bowie album. Um, it's for for so many reasons. It's like sounds like alien music you know like especially especially side two um like if you told me there was like a satellite that landed on earth and they have music from an like an alien planet and you played me side two of low i'd totally buy it you know i'm like because it's just like nobody nothing sounds like that you know not even like bowie or you know like anything they did after that sound really sounded like that
0: it's from his berlin period too yes david bowie lived in berlin and recorded this in berlin germany
1: Well, I think he technically recorded most of that in France. Really? Even though it's part of his Berlin thing, and then Heroes was the one that was actually in Berlin. Damn! Thank you for. But that is that is the Berlin period. Thanks for making a fool of Tom. (laughs) No, that's okay.
0: That's okay. I I wanted that to happen. (laughs) A new career in a new town. Track seven, France. All right. So let's.
1: Is that the one you're gonna play?
0: No, it's up to you.
1: Well, uh i think since i talked about side two uh our decade is probably the one i would want to nice. hear this love is
0: that a, song the 2020s are an art decade because <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to be well, unemployed it's up so. to a bad yeah. start <laughs> it's, it's been uh, okay uh,
2: yeah 2010s weren't it either <laughs>
0: All right. Hey, we're coming to the end of this episode. Wow. So always fun. It's great when you have good friends here to talk in person about music. Joey and Kyle, my friends.
2: Thanks for having us back on the show. Oh,
0: anytime. You could be on the show anytime. If you want to come back tomorrow,
2: come back tomorrow. Who's uh, who's your next guest that you have lined up? We'll come in during that. (sighs) Yeah,
0: I don't even have one lined up. Don't even have one. But just come come anytime hang out have fun
2: we'll try to make another record first yeah by tomorrow
0: yeah Yeah, so what's the plan for that getting in the studio this year release next year
2: hope so so. (laughs) making making vinyl is a big problem right now so it kind of puts the pressure on for us to to uh write and record really quickly but then at the same time it's kind of like also hard to be motivated because it's like what's the point of even doing this (laughs)
0: could always do like tapes and
2: then vinyl later
1: we did that with the first album you know yeah. we released it on vinyl like afterwards like a year
2: later yeah we put up the cd first because we were trying to sell some of those and make some money but then when the vinyl came out a few months later and we started playing shows and having it i think a lot of people were like oh that's cool that you put it on on vinyl i already bought the cd so no thanks oh i bought <laughs> so, both well thank you i actually <laughs>
0: own both records on cd and vinyl because i need the cd to listen in the car and i need the vinyl to listen in my apartment on
2: title in the car so we can get those uh slightly higher fractions of pennies yeah i'll be i listen to it
0: on title when i'm on the go see i need music in every situation (laughs) vinyl for my apartment cd for the car title for when i'm not in either of those two places Crazy, right? You gotta have all your bases covered. And were you, I know you're planning local shows in February. You're gonna do like a weekender or a little uh, tour?
2: Yeah, we had some shows booked, but I don't know if they're gonna happen yeah. at this point. We gotta,
0: gotta destroy this virus of a pandemic. Yeah,
2: so everybody do your part to destroy this stupid virus.
0: Yeah, we're big proponents of vaccination here yeah everybody get vaccinated
2: we all did it
0: yeah we did it the three of us did it <laughs> and look at us. look at us having fun drinking beers drinking miller lights in to. person it is way more fun to sit in person and talk to someone on this show instead of over zoom or any kind of yeah i would digital imagine thing, so. you know over the internet it's just not as fun i'd never want to do that no. yeah it's, tar- it's not it's and that's basically all i've done for the last two years it's always not as fun yeah joe and i that.
2: did some uh facetime hangouts early on in the pandemic when you couldn't leave your house or else you would die instantly yeah and that was
1: i mean it was fine because i i love you and brian yeah. which is who we did it with but uh yeah i prefer hanging out with you in uh in real life
2: yeah especially now that we live next door to each other yes
1: oh wow it's very easy
0: so what's that been like It's fine. We don't hang out any any more
2: or (laughs) less than we did
1: before. (laughs) We respect each other's space, but also, you know, you can invite me over and
2: I'll be there in like thirty seconds. Yeah, Yeah. I don't have a shovel at my apartment, so Joey came over to drop one off the other night before it snowed, and we ended up uh, great friend. Hanging out, crushing some beers, great friend and bandmate. It's not just a bandmate; he's a friend.
0: You guys are friends. We got a we got a good thing going. Beautiful. All right, let's play one more song to end this episode. Maybe Fernet Branca. It's a new one.
2: That's the one you want to play.
0: Doesn't matter to <laughs> me. Could always play. Yeah, All right, let's do it. You already
2: said it out loud.
1: We're so it. I don't know why I reacted that way. <laughs> no,
0: it's okay. I'm
2: just being difficult.
0: <laughs> I love difficulty. Difficulty level hard. That's what I'm all about, living life on the hard difficulty yeah. level.
2: Yeah, I'm the type of guy who likes a challenge, so I figure I should also just be difficult to everyone around me.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> everyone, this is track six on Joy Cleaner's new compilation, Spent Flowers. It's called Fernet Bronca. Check it out, jigsaw-records.com, and follow Joy Cleaner on Instagram, joycleaner66. Thank you, fellas Hey, thanks
3: Hard to keep it bridge Every color Just misplaced it. This all wears me out. When I close my eyes, I can still taste it. It's all I think about.